Welcome to the Peak City Podcast. We're your hosts, Shane Reese, Nick Bryant, Alexis Jensen, Leif Jensen, Heather Taylor, and I'm Amber Keister. Today on the podcast, our guest is Stuart Wagner, chair of the Apex Transit Committee, and we are talking about Go Apex Route 1. This free bus service began running on Saturday, July 30th, and it runs six days a week. Stuart, welcome to the podcast and to launch our conversation. Can you tell us what else people need to know about the bus service in order to use it? Thank you, Heather, and thank you, Amber. I really appreciate you having me here, and I'm excited to talk about Go Apex Route 1. Well, first of all, it's important to know that Go Apex Route 1 is a single bus circulator running Monday through Saturday, like you said, from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. There's no Sunday service, and it doesn't run on holidays as well. The route completes one orbit every hour, and I would suggest that everyone go onto the Town of Apex website where you can download the route map and see the scheduled time at the various stops. And we have 45 bus stops along this route, and you can see their locations on the printed ride guide brochure map, or you can even go onto Google Maps and see these bus stops. Or you could just look around town for the signs that say, go Apex. I was just going to say, we were having fun when it first came out because I was saying to the kids, like, there's a new bus route. I'm trying to get them to ride it. We'll talk more about that later. But everywhere we would go, I was pointing out the signs to the point they're like, oh, okay, mom, we see them. Like, and we've graduated from the, uh, the stick in the ground signs to the signs that are official metal signs on a metal pole. It's the real deal now. It is. So other things to know about this is that riders have to be 12 years old or older to ride the bus. Now, if you're under 12, all you need to be is accompanied by somebody who's 16 or older. So okay. we'd love to see kids on the bus. They're, you know, tremendous energy. And I think this is a great way for them to get about town as well. But one of the best features about the Go Apex Route 1 is that it's designed to be a free service. There's no need for a fare card, no need for cash to ride on the bus. And one other thing I like to throw out there, I'm a frequent public transportation user. And one of the things I learned very early on, be at the bus stop five minutes before the bus gets there. Now, I know that there are ways to find out where the bus is, which you probably have questions about. That I do. Well. I do. So I wanted to know if there was an app to track where the bus is so that we're not standing out there for an hour having it just passed us. There is. And in this world of smartphones, I would suggest that everybody go out and download the Transloc. That's T-R-A-N-S-L-O-C, Transportation Locator app. It's like not very, yeah, it's not very robust, but it does do a great job at showing you where the bus actually is on the map. The little dot on the map probably runs five to 10 seconds behind where the bus actually is, but you can find that bus. And generally speaking, when you see it on your map, you'll see it come over the hill. So it's a great app to have, and it saved me several times. This is such an exciting program. It's brand new for the town. So what were the goals of the program? Because it's not a regular bus. It's a little bit different because it's free. What were the program goals? So over the past 20 years, we've all seen Apex grow by leaps and bounds. The, the timing was really right to start exploring some sort of public transportation in Apex. And early in the planning stages, we looked at a variety of route maps and worked through several possibilities that would encompass not only a large amount of the retail in the area, but also the denser population areas. You know, your, your Haddon Halls, um, a variety of apartment complexes and townhouse complexes all along the route. Go Apex Route 1 was the culmination of all these discussions. And is it a perfect route? 
It's hard to say if a perfect route even exists, but it was a great first effort in this arena. Um, the route covers as far north as Publix Point. It rolls through Beaver Creek, and there's several stops in Beaver Creek. It goes into downtown with also several stops there. And then finally, it gets all the way down to the Walmart south of town. I think there's also a senior living center down there as well. And it touches a very broad spectrum of our citizenry, which I think is really one of the goals that we had from the very first day we sat down and started talking about Go Apex Route 1. That's awesome. And just a quick question, a little bit off the track that we were going here, but when you're talking about the route and all the places that it goes, does it kind of double back on itself or do a figure eight or anything like that where you don't necessarily, if you get off somewhere, you don't have to ride it an hour to get back off? You know what I mean? So when I rode the route on literally its first run at six in the morning on the 30th of July, I knew the route in my head and I'd seen it on maps, but I really wanted to feel the route and see what it did. It is a very economical route, meaning there is not a lot of doubling back. Okay. But it does retrace its steps through uh, Beaver Creek. For example, I did find out that if I wanted to, I could get off the bus at Chick-fil-A, go inside, have, take, make my order, grab my order, walk across the street, and probably be there right about the same time that the bus was coming back through Beaver Creek to pick me up. Again, this is a great way to get to Lowe's Hardware. It's a great way to get down to the tap station at the corner of 55 and Salem Street. It's a great way to get off at Hunter Street and go to the skate park. So there is a little bit of doubling back, but it's a very economical route as far as mileage goes. Gotcha. Okay. But it sounds like I like what you're saying. And that's kind yeah. of what I was thinking for, is, is, can I get off here and then cross the street and, not, and miss part of the loop? All right. That's cool. Well, so another question that we had was, will this help with the parking shortage that we see in Apex? So let me say right up front that Go Apex Route 1 was obviously first designed for transportation to get from point A to point B. But with that comes a lot of secondary effects, uh, one of which is the potentially of an easing of the parking problems that we're seeing downtown. I think once people realize that either walking to a bus stop or parking near a convenient bus stop and taking the Go Apex Route 1 into town is a viable option to trying to find a spot on Salem Street on a busy Saturday. You know, we see these extra benefits as having a bus service in Apex where maybe you'll think, hey, let's park our car over here, jump on the bus, go to where we want to be, spend an hour, because it's going to be at least an hour, and then pick the bus up to take us back to where our car is. So, to me, that is a nice secondary effect. Does it solve a parking problem? Nothing solves a parking problem. As long as you have more people coming into town, you'll always have a parking problem. But it does ease it somewhat. Sure. And I think the more people that try it, I mean, for example, I live right in town to take it down for dinner, have a couple of drinks, not worry about exactly. who's driving, who's, you know, and it runs till 10 o'clock. I mean, most of us are in bed by then. Um, so, <laughs> so, I mean, it runs plenty late. I mean, Apex is in a late night town. No, it uh, isn't. If you go out down there by nine or 10, it's shutting down. So the you, sidewalks get rolled up just like every place else. And yeah. You're yeah. good to go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I kind of cut <clears> in <throat> on you there, Amber. No worries. And thanks, Heather, because I had the exact same question about, <laughs> about going to downtown Apex for dinner. And I'm like, oh, I can ride the bus back. So yeah. perfect. You mentioned that you rode the bus that first day on July 30th. How many other people were riding that day? And also, what has been the response or the ridership so far? Well, I have to admit that on the 30th at 6 a.m., 
the ridership was basically <laughs> councilmen and myself. We got offered that ride, by the yeah. way. They're like, why don't you guys go be on the first ride? And we're like, uh, no. No, no. I'm gonna um, it, <laughs> no. It, was, it, it felt like a party bus a little bit. And we just rolled through town, did the route. When we got to the southern end of the route, Mayor Gilbert jumped on. Uh -huh. So that was exciting, too. We did all ride the route and get back to the town community center right about 7 o'clock, right on time. And then we just hung around and talked about the experience. Beyond that, I'm not really sure what the ridership has been. It's early days. But there seems to be already a fair amount of excitement as people have actually spotted the bus traveling the route. I think that's one of the things that's our, probably our best advertisement is seeing the little blue and green bus on the route. One of the things I'm hoping to get some feedback during our next regularly scheduled October meeting of the Apex Transit Committee about ridership, and I'll have more information about that later. Now, what I'm about to say is very unscientific, <laughs> but noted. there are a couple of things that I have noticed um, about ridership on there's a sister bus in our town, whether you knew it or not. The Apex Carry Express, affectionately known as the ACX, the ACX actually travels between downtown Apex and Cary, the Cary train station, generally speaking, in the morning hours and the evening hours during commuter hours. Now, on that bus, my ridership was pretty much just me because I take it to commute to work. The last few days since the bus has been running, the Go Apex Route 1, I've noticed that ridership on the ACX is up to about four or five people every morning, which is a tremendous increase in ridership, both to and from the Cary train station. Personally, I think the real victories are in the individual stories, though. And very soon after that Go Apex Route 1 started, I had a very dear friend reach out to me. She wanted to tell me about her daughter, who is auditorially and visually impaired. She's absolutely thrilled that she has a bus service now because she's taking this to go from her apartment to her work and then back again, which allows her to live independently. She's not relying on mom to drive her around anymore, and she's living her best life right now. So it's, it's those kind of stories that I feel are the real triumphs of having this kind of transportation available to us. And of course, the bus is there for everybody. My hope is that it provides an alternative for needing a car for every little trip to the grocery store. And maybe it's how some of our teens get back and forth from their summer job or across town to the skate park, which I think would be great. Maybe it extends the reach of some of our senior citizens who until now have relied on busy relatives or a kind neighbor to get from here to there. And maybe it's just another way of not spending that extra bit of money on gasoline, quite frankly, and especially the way gas prices are. We all know about that. Yeah. Uh, the bus is looking pretty good. I would agree. And I know that you said, I was going to ask you how old you have to be to ride the bus. So you had mentioned 12. 12. 12. So um, another thing is I do a lot of shuffling kids around to Beaver Creek and to downtown. And so I'm trying to encourage them to ride the bus some. They've been hesitant so far. So are there any plans that you see in the future for like encouraging teenage ridership, having a teen day or something like that? One of the things we've already talked about at our transit meetings is how to get the word out. I've suggested that we might actually throw up a tent at the skate park and pretty much spend a Saturday there talking to everybody about, you know, just down the street, that's where the bus picks up. You live across town and in one of the neighborhoods that's serviced by the bus route, you know, you can get to the skate park by getting on the bus. Um, we've talked about giving information packets to potential employers on the bus route to say, hey, you're hiring a summer employee or a fall employee, a temporary employee over Christmas. Here's how you can get to and from work on the bus. So we do have things in the works to okay. get the word out there, but we really wanted to see how this thing got off the ground. Getting the wheels on the pavement was the first priority and getting the word out is that's our next step. 
No, that's a great idea. And I love that push to those young job holders with those summer jobs or fall jobs. I mean, they don't have to pay gas money. Yeah, they're not borrowing the family car. You know, it's, it's the, you know, they're not having to worry about wrecking the family car. You know yeah, I mean? parents everywhere can celebrate. Absolutely. You, you need a, an Instagram influencer to ride the bus, <laughs> truly, exactly. and get these kids hashtagging it and get them out on the bus. Because I think go. it's a great idea. And I think they would really enjoy it I think they if would they too. would try it. They would. It's getting them across that first step. Get in the bus and give it a try. Absolutely. Yeah, we just need a bunch of kids to do it. Yeah. And then everybody will do it. So in my research, I was reading that the transit committee spent about five years on researching the potential bus service. So what did you spend those five years on? What were some big questions you had? And are there any questions left? It was an amazing journey. Um, Back when I first got involved, we had projected dates of the first runs of Go Apex Route 1. And they seem so far off in the future. I mean, these were, you know, we were talking in the 2000 teens, we were talking about 2020s would start this service up. And then there was the exacerbation of two years of living through COVID. But during that time, one of the first questions we had after designing what would eventually become Route 1, we were asking whether there should be a fare or not. We spent a lot of time with that question. Uh, as a matter of fact, we looked at some modeling and we used a lot of data from the Go Carry system. They were tremendously helpful in a lot of our decision making and giving us something to work off of. They had a really good playbook that we worked with. And we came to the determination that, you know, when it comes right down to it, the fare free or not having to have a fare card or put money in a box uh, was definitely the way to go. Well, for one thing, it eliminates that need for dealing with money. Yeah. or any kind of fare cards or any kind of apparatus and systems that go along with money transactions. And quite frankly, it also removes the financial barrier from all of our ridership. So whether if you don't have the $1.25 in your pocket that we used to have to pay for a bus service, you're good to go. No problems there. We also had a lot of discussions about where the stops should be, um, how many stops we would have, how elaborate should these bus stops be? Are there going to be shelters? Is this just going to be a paved area on the sidewalk that's designated as a bus stop? These were questions we had to work through, and that was mostly confined by budgetary needs. Um, You know, you can't throw up a very expensive shelter and maintain a shelter when you don't have the money to do it. I think what we've done, though, is a very good job of delineating these bus stops with a slightly larger sidewalk and good signage. To me, when you're putting out 45 stops, that's really your best bang for the buck. One main big question remaining, you asked if we had any more questions, where do we go from here? Quite frankly, I think the answer is, in a word, more, more of this, whether that's deciding that we need to have more buses on the route, more routes, et cetera. How do we connect to other places? This is what we're working on right now. You know, we've got the wheels on the pavement right now, and that's been so exciting. We now are getting to think about the bigger picture, which is very exciting. Is there a certain metric you have to hit to add another bus? We have to get X number of riders? or I'm sure there is, but as the unpaid uh, <laughs> person on the committee and not associated with the town of Apex in any form or fashion other than I love my town, um, I, I don't have those numbers. I know there is. We okay. talked about numbers when we were you know, first starting the bus to begin with. And uh, some of the numbers can actually be very staggering. It's amazing what it takes to put one bus on the road. Now, there is economy of scale. So putting two buses on the road doesn't necessarily mean a doubling of that price. Right. But we'll see. 
Okay. I think I'm going to actually do a ride it with my kids on a weekend awesome. just to get them going on it um, and do the full route so they can see everything. Sure. And, and um, maybe we should have a big parents day where we all get out there and do that with our kids. I think that pretty much answers all of our questions. We did have a bonus question, Amber, if you <laughs> want to go down that path. Sure. So our bonus question is, how did you get involved in transit? Did you just always have this passion for for buses? It's a slightly embarrassing story. Back in 2006, I guess it was, I started commuting to work on the bus because it was available. We've always tried to be a one-car family, and the way we were commuting was just killing us as far as spending too much time on the road, too much gas. So we realized that the Go Carry bus system had a pickup place at 55 and High House. So I started commuting to work by being dropped off and picked up at that location. And that was great. Everything was working beautifully. So I got to thinking, why doesn't Apex have a bus route? Why don't they have any kind of transportation like that? So one weekend, I sat down with a map of Apex. And going from the Go Carry playbook, I started drawing little routes all around Apex. I had five <laughs> or six routes drawn. I thought, hey, this is pretty good. I'm not bad at this. And then I said... You're good I, at tracing street maps? Oh, it was wonderful, yeah. <laughs> so then I sent a rather abrupt email to the then mayor, Lance Olive. And I said, hey, why doesn't Apex have any public transportation? Would you be interested in looking at my little maps? And he responded back. He said, come meet me for coffee. So I met him for coffee. I showed him my crude little maps. He goes... I've got an assignment for you. How would you like to be the citizen rider advocate on the Apex Transit Committee? And I showed up. And the more I showed up, the more interested I became. And all of a sudden, we all had input. I was working with phenomenal people with with tremendous vision. And it just grew from there. And the next thing you know, at six o'clock in the morning on July 30th, I'm riding Go Apex Route 1. I love this story for a couple of reasons. One, you had an idea, you took it to the town, and as should happen, they said, great, you do it, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And you showed up, like exactly what you said, you showed up. And half the time, that's that's the biggest battle, right? Yes. So we're grateful for sure that you were tracing some maps and having some ideas, were brave enough to mention them, and then you showed up. And you showed up here for us today. Absolutely. So thank you so much for spending a little time with us talking about the program. I can't wait to ride it. I'm more excited than I was. I love hearing the history of it. And it was a pleasure speaking with you. Great. Thank you both. I really appreciate your time. And let's start thinking about Go Apex Route 2. Yeah. That would be awesome, Stuart. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. 